Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 46, and I'm Shelley Rael, registered dietitian nutritionist, here to talk to you today about what food group does that go in? So, what is my out talking about today? Well, I was recently in a discussion group with fellow dietitians when one of my colleagues asked the question, when did corn become a grain? She had recently read something related to the blue zones and noticed that corn was considered a grain. Now, many people may be confused by this and other food group classifications. So I just want to mention it's telling when a dietitian asks this question. And I'm not making fun of her or calling her out in a negative way, just acknowledging that it's not always clear what food a food group goes into. So one thing I need to clarify here is that not all foods fit nicely into one specific food group. Some foods don't fit into that classic five food groups that we have today. And that's okay. In the past, I did have an episode about the difference between nutrients and food groups. Off the top of my head, I didn't reference it. I believe that is episode two. However, I will link it in the show notes. But let me give a quick overview here of what that is. So there are six classes of essential nutrients. So nutrients are the components of food that our body uses. Essential, meaning we must consume them because we can't make them ourselves at all or in appropriate amounts. So to review from that earlier podcast episode, the six essential nutrients are carbohydrates, protein, fat, vitamins, minerals, and water. And then separately, we have the five food groups. And those are, at least with this current iteration of the food groups, grains, fruits, vegetables, protein as a food group, and dairy. And I have addressed protein many times on this podcast, that it is a nutrient, and it is also now classified as a food group. So I'll provide that link as well in the show notes if you're interested in that. So again, I won't go into the differences between the nutrients and the food groups, just recognize that these aren't interchangeable for the most part. So some foods fit into more than one food group. And some foods don't fit nicely into a single food group or necessarily any food group. So to continue with the example that I opened with of corn, depending on when the corn is harvested and how we use it, it can be considered a whole grain or a starchy vegetable. For example, as we're coming up on fall, as I record this, corn on the cob, more popular in the fall, I just think of it when the state fair rolls around, 
corn kernels like frozen or canned corn, and hominy, these are considered starchy vegetables. While popcorn, cornmeal, polenta, and grits are examples of corn that is considered a grain. And in most cases, that's a whole grain. So another example of a food that fits into more than one food group is beans and legumes. Beans and legumes traditionally go into the protein food group because they are protein foods. And this was the food group, the protein food group was formerly the meat and egg group, but we now consider it the protein food group so we can include those non-animal sources like beans and legumes into that food group. However, beans and legumes can also go into the vegetable food group because they do fall into a qualification of a vegetable. And then in other cases, I remind people to not get hung up on whether something is technically a fruit or a vegetable. Many foods that we refer to as a vegetable are botanically fruits. But this isn't a botany class. And my apology to those of you who are botanists, we don't get hung up on those details necessarily when it comes to nutrition. I encourage people just to eat more of both of them. And then there's some foods that don't fall into any food group category. So again, the food group are grains, fruits, vegetables, protein, and dairy. So I say, what food group do mushrooms belong to? They're not a vegetable. They're not a protein, even though some people might use them as a meat alternative or a meat extender. So what food group do they go into? I tend to put them in the vegetable category, even though I know they're not technically a vegetable. And then another example is olives. Olives are a fat. On average, a single olive is low in calories with nine calories for an olive on average, but that's pretty much all fat. But that's one gram of fat. It's a healthy fat, but it's still a fat. And botanically, olives are a fruit, but most people don't treat them like a fruit because we don't tend to eat them in large quantities. I did a blog post about olives, so if you're curious about that, I will link that in the show notes as well. Then there's plenty of other foods that don't fit into a specific food group. And maybe you're special and you don't eat these foods, but lots of people do. So an example, what food group do candy, chips, and other snack foods belong to. People would put candy into the carbohydrate group, but remember, carbohydrate is not a food group. So candy and chips and other snack foods aren't really a grain or a fruit, not a vegetable. And yes, I know, chocolate's a bean, but to be honest, we really don't consider it a vegetable or a protein. So this is just acknowledging that there's lots of foods that we eat that don't fit into a food group. And what about fruit juice blends? 
which are usually under 20% fruit juice. That doesn't go into the fruit category. Only 100% fruit juice qualifies as a fruit. But again, people may put fruit juice blends into the carbohydrate category. But once again, I have to emphasize carbohydrates are not a food group. And then there's dairy alternatives that don't belong in a food group unless you're considering soy products or more specifically soy milk. So items like almond, oat, cashew, and coconut milk are not in the dairy category, nor do they fit into the, any other types of food groups because they're not a protein. Considering that most of those dairy alternatives don't have much protein at all, with the exception of soy milk. And in most cases, it's less than one gram of protein per cup. So is oat milk a grain? Not really. Is cashew milk and almond milk a nut? No. These are just items that don't fit nicely into a food group. Are potato chips a starchy vegetable? Or are they a fat? Are Fritos a whole grain? Because they're made with corn and they're only three ingredients. Then there's mixed foods. For example, a pizza with multiple food categories. It includes grain, it includes dairy, and it includes vegetables. And depending on the toppings, could be more vegetables, could be a protein if we are eating meats, and maybe even some fruit. And then what about items like alcohol? Plenty of people consume alcohol, but no matter the type, it doesn't fall into a specific food group either. So for example, some people might consider beer a grain. And yes, it is made with grain, but it would not be considered a grain. Wine is fruit, but it's certainly not something that we put into the food group category. Sorry, the fruit category. And distilled spirits use grain or starchy vegetables, yet we still don't consider them a grain or a vegetable. And while alcohol is a source of calories, irrespective of any carbohydrates contained in it, alcohol has its own category of calories. So it's not a nutrient, but it does provide calories or energy. But alcohol, of course, is not a food group. But of course, it is also acceptable for responsible adults to consume it appropriately in moderation based on individual choice. While we would love to have every single food that we have fit nicely into a food group or have several food groups it applies to, like the pizza example, there are just some foods that we eat daily that don't work well into any food group. And that's okay. We don't need to be rigid with everything. Instead, we acknowledge that just like people, not every food fits nicely into a single category. And that's real world nutrition. 
That is uh, bye for now, with the exception of me inviting you to join me in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group for further discussions, or you can contact me for ideas for future podcast topics. I would love to hear from you. I have my contact or how to reach me in the show notes. Take care. Bye for now.